Hello, and welcome to the Miracle Mindset um, podcast and YouTube channel. Um, We are happy you are here, and um, we just want to remind you to like us, subscribe, comment. Yes, like us. Everybody (laughs) like us. You do all like us. We are very likable. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and share this. Um, just hit that share button if um, someone comes to mind that you think that would enjoy hearing this. And um, you can find us on Facebook under Luella Moore and Jennifer Lamprich is other separate ones, but um, <laughs> don't want to confuse them. And then um, YouTube is miracle mindset coaching. So, um, without, and I think that's it. Um, anything else that I'm missing? No, that's okay. it. I mean, Excellent. maybe I was thinking maybe we should, um, cause we're kind of back in the groove. Now we did a, a bunch of podcasts, you know, earlier in the year, and then we had a little bit of a break for, for summertime. Um, but just to kind of explain what our podcast is, we are both health coaches, certified health coaches, and we work with a lot of different clients. We both run our own businesses and, um, through, we've both been coaching for years. So we've got 15 years of coaching experience between the two of us. And we just started to realize that there was kind of a big piece missing when it came to a whole health journey. And that piece was mindset and, you know, dealing with emotional eating and dealing with thoughts and, and all of that, that's such a huge, important part of any type of health journey. So that's why we started the podcast and the YouTube channel. And we are glad you're here. Thanks so much for for listening. Yes. Um, yes. So today I'm actually, we kind of take turns being in charge. And and today I've, I've had several people ask me because over the last six weeks or so, I've had some really great success. Yay me. Awesome. I'm down 26 pounds and wow. it feels really, really great. And I mean, you know me, Jennifer, the last three years have been a huge struggle for me. I've been um, a health coach for six years. And, you know, the first couple of years, I kept everything off. I was, you know, running marathons, very, very, very active. And then I had um, at at 39, I had a a very early uh, complete hysterectomy. So number one, if you've ever had a hysterectomy early and you want somebody to talk to, message me, I got you. (laughs) Number two, if they ever tell you that it's no big deal to have one early, don't believe them. Um, Because if if I could go back, I absolutely would. Um, But number three, that surgery changed everything. It changed the way my body felt. It changed the way I lost weight, changed the way I gained weight. It changed, I swear it changed my metabolism. It's like it changed my whole physical being. And, um, you know, I, I had to take different things. And, and for a long time, that became my excuse. You know, like, I don't want to under, what's the word? I don't want to undervalue that the changes that really happened. But I also it became a crutch for me right? Like it was very hard for me to continue exercising. I didn't sleep for a month, you know, all kinds of different things happened. And um, some of those things got resolved and some of them didn't, but basically my health tanked after that. And um, at a certain point that hysterectomy and the resulting changes that happened became this crutch for me. Like, yeah, I, I, I can't succeed 
you know, I'm, I've gained some weight back and I can't lose it again. Th- these were the thoughts that were in my mind because I had this hysterectomy, because my body has changed, because my metabolism is different, because whatever else, you know, it just were, there were all these thoughts in my mind about how I can't do it now. Okay. So I actually um, came upon a study that I thought was so fascinating. And I want to just read it really quick. And then I'm going to tie it kind of into my message for today. I am a huge nerd when it comes to like science and statistics and all of that kind of stuff. So when I heard this, I was like, I can't wait to put that on the podcast. Okay, let me get his words are better than mine. Okay, here we go. In the 1970s, researchers set up an experiment to examine the effects of diet on heart health. Over several months, they fed a control group of rabbits a high-fat diet and monitored their blood pressure, heart rate, and cholesterol. As expected, many of the rabbits showed a buildup of fatty deposits on the inside of their arteries. Yet this was not all. Researchers had discovered something that made little sense. Although all of the rabbits had a buildup, one group surprisingly had as much as 60% less than the others. It appeared as though they were looking at two different groups of rabbits. To scientists, results like this can cause lost sleep. (laughs) How could this be? The rabbits were all the same breed from New Zealand from a virtually identical gene pool. They each received equal amounts of the same food. What could this mean? Did the results invalidate the study? Were there flaws in the experiment design? The scientists struggled to understand this unexpected outcome. Eventually, they turned their attention to the research staff. Was it possible that researchers had done something to influence the results? As they pursued this, they discovered that every rabbit with fewer fatty deposits had been under the care of one researcher. She fed the rabbits the same food as everyone else, but as one scientist reported, she was an unusually kind and caring individual. When she fed the rabbits, she talked to them, cuddled, and petted them. She couldn't help it. It's just how she was. She did more than simply give the rabbits food. She gave them love. At first glance, it seemed unlikely that this could be the reason for the dramatic difference, but the research team could see no other possibility. So they repeated the experiment, this time tightly controlling for every other variable. When they analyzed the results, the same thing happened. The rabbits under the care of the loving researcher had significantly higher health outcomes. The scientists published the results of this study in the prestigious Journal of Science. Years later, the findings of this experiment still seem influential. I think my my dog needs some love, actually. Come here. Hey, stop. Okay, years later, the findings still seem influential in the medical community. In recent years, Dr. Kelly Harding published a book titled The Rabbit Effect. I totally want to read this. The Rabbit Effect by Kelly Harding. That takes its name from the experiment. Her conclusion, take a rabbit with an unhealthy lifestyle, talk to it, hold it, give it affection. The relationship made all the difference. Ultimately, she concludes, what affects our health in the most meaningful ways has as much to do with how we treat one another and ourselves than with anything else. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Like my mind is spinning of all of the effects, not just rabbits. <laughs> I mean, they were, those scientists were literally thinking, now, wait a minute. Did okay. we somehow mess up the gene pool? Like, <laughs> did someone throw in some rabbits that were from Colombia, right? And all the rest are from New Zealand? No, no, literally nothing was different. And then they did the, the, 
the research again and again to, to really tightly control those variables. And that was the difference. Okay, so here's where I bring these two things together. I've, I, like I said, I've had some great success the past six weeks or so, and I'm really excited and I'm moving forward. And I, I just, I decided I was going to make no excuses and I really got strong on my plan and, you know, all of those things that I did, you know, I drank water, I ate often, I, I ate high protein, I um, would go on walks, all those kind of things. Here's the kicker though. I did those things before. There've been times in the last three years when I've really locked in and, you know, gotten strong on my program and, you know, counted calories or did extra exercise. And I can't, I can't help but think what was different. What was different this time? And you know what it was, Jennifer? What was it? It was literally the thoughts I allowed myself to have. So powerful. Yeah. yeah, that's literally been the difference this time. I am a professional um, inside beater upper. <laughs> Is that even a term? Inside I am a professional. Bully. Yeah, inside bully. It's an inside job, right? Mm-hmm. I am a, a professional bully when it comes to talking to myself. I have spent the better part of 43 years in my head, uh, doubting myself, um, being frustrated, being angry, wishing things were faster or better or bigger or smaller or whatever they weren't at the time. And I decided a few months ago that I was just done with that, that I just wasn't going to think like that anymore. And uh, my, my husband, you know, is a great support and he always helps me and follows along as I'm, you know, on a health journey. And, and these last couple of days, he has said, you know, Hey, did you lose any more weight? Or did you, did you weigh in, you know, just trying to support me. And I, here's kind of another cool thing. Um, I've had a couple people say you lost 25 pounds in six weeks. How did you do that? That's crazy. You know, all of that kind of stuff. Listen, the last nine days (laughs) I've gained a pound every single day. It's either been the same or it's gone up a little bit. And like I said, my husband was asking me a little bit and I I had to remind him like this morning, actually, I said like, Hey, actually I would much prefer it if you would ask me how I feel, Mm. right? If you'd ask me how I feel rather than what happened on the scale, because that's something I have really decided to turn off all emotion, right? That little box, I've decided not to give it any more power. And literally, it's just a science, just some scientific feedback. So I do get on there. I do check my weight every morning. But that is just for feedback. And I do not allow it to be emotional. And it is incredible what it has changed. Because I'll tell you, you know, a year ago, maybe I hit it hard. And I'm going to do this. And three, four, five days in, if I see the scale has gone up, I am much less likely to stay on it that day. You know, I'm likely four or five hours later to see some cookies and be like, well, screw it. I'm not getting the results I want anyway. So why shouldn't I eat these cookies? Right. I feel like I'm making all these sacrifices and I'm not getting what I really want immediately. And uh, that messed with my mindset because I was allowing that scale to have control over my emotions. So Go ahead. I was going to say, do you think that there was also some um, influence of believing that you couldn't do it? And so that whole thing, if you believe 
um, you can, you probably, how's it go? Um, if you believe you can't, you're probably right. Yes. Um, or the other, the other as well, right? Vice versa. If you uh -huh. believe you can, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I totally, I absolutely think that has been a huge part of it too. Because like I said, I spend a lot of time in my mind thinking about and saying to myself what I can't do, right? I've, oh, I failed again. I messed up again. And I think if we go back three years ago when you had the hysterectomy and things suddenly changed. And so then it's the, well, this is why I'll never you know, we threw that word never in there. I'll never be able to be the way I was before yeah. because this happened. And so that narrative that you've been telling yourself for the last three years, good for you for the breakthrough. That's awesome. It's been amazing. And it feels really, you know, like when you were sharing that story on the podcast about um, that moment when your car broke down and you had your kids and you were feeling, so, you know, feeling stressed and starting to kind of fill the tears well up. And then you realized that you could choose gratitude. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that, like yeah. you, you, when you start to study these things and start to practice each day, being mindful of your thoughts and basically all that is, is noticing your thoughts, mm -hmm. right? And when I started to notice that over and over throughout the course of a day and day after day, I was telling myself, you can't do it. You can't do it. You're not doing it. You failed again. You the, all of these things repeated over and over just ended up reinforcing that same behavior. Yeah. So we go back to those rabbits. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It just, it reinforced that same behavior. And basically what I need to do and what we all need to do is pour love on ourselves, unconditional love, unconditional affection, Hey, you messed up. You, 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 whatever. Hey, whatever. You're human. It's all good. What you did yesterday or earlier today or five minutes ago does not, it doesn't create your future, mm -hmm. right? Cause you can stop or move forward or change anything you want right now. There's one mantra these last six weeks that has been in my head is no excuses, no excuses. And so I've decided to not believe things that weren't true, right? Like yeah. you can't do it or you have to eat the cookie or you love ice cream. You have to have some of that. None of those things are true. Yeah. Maybe the part about loving ice cream, that's true, <laughs> but none of those things are true. Like you have to have it or you can't do it or all of that. You know, I actually had a client ask the other day, what do you do if you just get hungry? If you get hungry and maybe you've already, you know, you've followed your plan for the day and it's maybe late, but you're just hungry. And I, I didn't say this to her, but I, I thought it, I wanted to just say, and so like, honestly, if I think deeply about that, how many people have ever been hungry in the history of the world? A lot. And I have probably never experienced actual real, you know, tragic hunger. I have probably never experienced that. And that's actually something, that's a thought that helps me. When I think to myself, this is hard. I can't do this. I'm hungry. I want chocolate. <laughs> I think to myself, I'm not starving. And, and, and I have so much to be grateful for. Those things, all of these things. I think I'm kind of getting off on a crazy tangent here today, but I just, the difference in my thoughts when I decided that I was not going to be 
emotional about thoughts that I think, but that I was going to decide, is that helpful? Is that true? And then either take it or leave it. It's amazing how much better you feel and how much more you can accomplish when you decide to only accept thoughts that are helpful. That's awesome. And look what it's done for you too. 26 pounds, 26, 26 pounds. Yeah. So that power of one deciding and then keeping consistent with those thoughts of, I can do it. I am going to do it. And I also liked how, um, your focus on the process, not this number on the scale. The, the process, if you follow the process, it will, or trust the process, however you want to say that, um, it, it will lead to results. Um, yes. And sometimes we get so focused on the number and the scale that, and I, I don't know, for me, sometimes I get really focused on it and then begin to sabotage because those negative thoughts come in. Yep. And, and then I then begin to believe, well, it'll never happen. Or like you said about the cookies or, or whatever else. So just that, just, it's, it's interesting how just one thought can lead one way or the other to so many more, um, either right. negative or positive one way or the other. So it's, it's so important to be careful and mindful about our thoughts. Right. Well, and, and a quick, just a quick caveat or add on here at the end is, does that mean I never made a choice that was off my plan or like never ran into cookies or never had something or whatever. No, not at all. (laughs) It was not perfect. It never will be perfect. I don't, there's no such thing as perfect, right? Like when it comes to a health journey, but it has been so wonderful to know, like to know in my head that I'm not going to beat myself up. That like, oh yeah, I had some cookies. I maybe had a little bit too much, you know, or like, I don't feel so good. And so keeping it scientific to where it was like, hey, yeah, so that ended up being, you know, 350 more calories and, you know, 70 more carbs. And so that's not going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. That's definitely going to show on the scale either tomorrow or in the next couple of days, but keeping it scientific and staying away from the emotion, emotion side of it allowed me to go like, okay, well, that's interesting feedback. Uh Okay. Well, Hey, if I want to move forward again, then I've got to move away from that. I've got to, you know, get strict again and, and let go of, of those excuses, which get back in my, you know, come back into my head. And it is a daily practice, just like with gratitude, with, you know, any of these things, if you are fighting against a Gertrude, that's what I call her, (laughs) the hag in my head, Gertrude, if you're fighting against a Gertrude or a whatever you want to name him or her, and I think we all are um, in, in that fight. It's, it's daily. It's practice daily, right? If you're preparing yourself for battle, you got to work out, you got to run, you got to eat right. All of these things, you got to do those. You got to do the work, which is repeating positive affirmations to yourself, yeah. not allowing yourself to accept negative comments or thoughts or feelings about yourself and and about others. You know, when we practice doing it for other people, we can do it for ourselves even better and vice versa. So we want to challenge you to kick negative thoughts to the curb and see what might happen if you simply decided, no matter what I do, I'm going to love on myself. I'm going to love on myself. And you never know, you could end up like one of those rabbits and not really even change what you eat but your health can improve because of the way you treat yourself right here. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That was so insightful. 
You're welcome. Thank you. And thank everybody else who listened. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And we're so grateful that you were here with us. We hope that all of us can continue and start daily to create a miracle mindset. Awesome. See you next time.